Hello everyone, welcome back to American Born Confused AC. I'm one of your co-hosts, Krishna Ajari. Today we're going to start off introducing our guest, absolutely positive, Sita Sandra, aka a caffeinated Daisy. To break the ice between all of us, why don't we introduce yourself and we'll start with the game. Well, hi both of you. Thank you so much for inviting me on. I'm really excited to chat with you all. So are we just diving into the coffee? What type of coffee yeah. do you want? Yeah. Okay, so I took my test about like 10 minutes ago. And I got a latte, which means mm-hmm. I am... Apparently very laid back. You don't have to worry about overanalyzing every decision. You love living in comfort and don't care what others think of you. You're very reflective, which I agree. And the life of the party, you're always <laughs> unique with yourself, and that's amazing. So I I resonate with most of this. All I don't right. know if I'm laid back, but I resonate with most of it. All right. Josna, what about Stop. you? <laughs> I had the exact same thing. Oh, my God. I'm not even joking. And then at first I was reading it, I was like, am I really that laid back? Because, like, when I look at myself, I feel like I'm more of the person who overthinks everything. Like, oh my gosh, is this the right way to go? But then now that I'm thinking of it, I might be super laid back where I just don't care about anything at that point. I'm like, okay, let it go with the flow. All like, right. Let it just go and all. And me and the life of the party just seems like a joke. I know I'm going to be the dead person in the corner going to sleep at like 8 p.m. I don't even think of the life of the party. All right, mine says I'm adve- I'm a frappuccino apparently, and you're adventurous and have a sweet tooth. Okay, that's pretty true. You go with the flow. You're filled with happiness and energy all the time, and you're fun to be around, but can be sometimes be super intense. Uh, I don't know how I feel about. That. I don't know if I'm intense sometimes. I mean, that's for my friends to answer. I don't know if I'm intense. She's like, I think you are. Yeah. <laughs> It depends on, like, what we're talking about. Like, if I'm too invested in something, then it's, like, I'm intense. But I agree with the sweet tooth and the energy. Um, all the time, I don't know. It depends on how much sleep I've had. That's that's where it goes. Having enough sleep is a game changer, though. Mm-hmm. When I don't get enough sleep, I'm an entirely different person. Me too. I'm not a morning person. I'm mm. a monster. I get, like, all grumpy. I'm, like, I'm hungry. I'm, like, I can't do this. I need my sleep. Yeah. I hate when they try to talk to me in the morning. Like I'll be sitting there getting ready for school, like on my laptop, and my dad will be like, Good morning. Every day he comes down the stairs and says, Good morning. I never respond. It's too early for that. <laughs> like I'm not trying to have a conversation. I'm just trying to I don't talk until like twelve. Like I just don't say anything. I have to like mention this though. I feel like if my friends were to listen to this podcast, they were probably waiting for me to say something. So I am not really a morning person per se, but when I'm up, I am up. Like I am oh. very energetic. I am that girl that's like, "Hi, good morning. How are you?" Yeah, like, no, it's too too early for that. Yeah. Okay, I'm very like energetic in the morning, and I really need to release that. And as the day goes on, like around eight eight thirty, we have to calm down. So <laughs> I it ebbs and flows. But I'm definitely a morning person when it comes to energy, and not all my friends appreciate it, but <laughs> I am. Very <laughs> the love morning person is actually really beneficial friend, on friendship. Yeah, it is. Like motivating. You're like, okay, I have to get up now. Mm-hmm. I hold the thing. 
Yes. That's good. All right, so let's just go ahead and dive into the question. So growing up, how do you think, how do you say your life has been? Like, would you care to explain your life story if you have one thus far? My life story. Oh boy. <laughs> um, well, for starters, my name is Sita, and I am from North Carolina, and I, what can I say about my life? I think it's so like, broad, but I would say, I am a very self-reflective person, so I do think a lot about like my life and how it contributed to the person that I am today. And I really have to say, like, it's been nothing sort of wonderful. Like when I think of the connections I've made, the obstacles I've faced, the people I've loved, the hobbies and interests that I've developed, it truly just has been a magical life experience, if you will. But like I said, I um, was born in. Um, I was born in Pittsburgh, but I was there for like a year. I don't remember anything about that. But so I always said I was born and raised in North Carolina and um, went to undergrad in North Carolina. And then I did my grad um, at the University of Georgia for my master's in public health. And then I moved to Boston to work for um, an amazing nonprofit. And um, yeah, like, that's been like the chunk of my life story. I think I'm just getting started. Yeah. And like, that's a weird thing when you graduate from school. Because you, you're in this like structured time period where mm. like this is like all I've ever known. Yeah. Then when you come out of that thing, you feel so confident and ready to take on the world. And, and I love that energy, but sometimes we forget um, there's so much more to, just, to life than just school. Yeah. So I've only been working full time for about almost three years, which is just like not that much time mm-hmm. to feel like I'm just getting started in terms of like what I want to do and what I'm interested in and like where I want to be and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I'm just getting started. Yeah. I to- really- yeah, I totally agree with like how you were saying after school, like there's, you kind of have to fill that void. Like I always think about that once I graduate high school and college or whatever I plan to do, it's like school isn't there. And that's like the main structure, like how you have classes and periods and like different ways that you schedule yourself. Like that's the main, like I plan everything around school. So like to know that like one day minus a job, it's like you have to fill the 24 hours doing stuff. Like that's crazy to me that like, it's all up to you how you want to figure that out. Because, like, the entire life you've had structure. Like, you go to school for, like, 18 however many years, and then it's just, like, that's your personality. Like, it's sad to say it, but you've only known that your entire life. So it's kind of weird to me to, like, dive into a job or, like, start my life, essentially, after school starts. Because, like, that's all I've known. I don't really have a personality outside of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I 100% agree with that. Like you said, like when you feel like you can take over the world, and you're yeah. like, oh, I'm so confident and all. It's like, it's so scary at the same time because, like, I'm clearly in high school with the thought that I'm thinking, okay, two years, I'm going to be going to college. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be like this whole different person. I'm going to be like changing because everyone I know says that you change from high school, your mm-hmm. personality, the way that you like behave toward things, you change. You become more independent and like you have to rely on yourself more. I'm like, I can never imagine that. Like, I'm always so relying on my parents. I'm like, okay, what are my parents going to do? Are they going to help me with this? Are they going to take me somewhere? And, like, the fact that I'm like, I have to do everything by myself. Mm-hmm. I have to wake up early morning by myself. I have to go, like, make myself some food, go to class, come back home all by myself, lonely. And I'm like, I'm growing up. And that fact just makes me so sad. Like, we're all growing up. I don't know if it's so emotional and all, 
But like when you're graduating high school, it's like life moves on, and then you go to yeah. college. And after that, you just realize that you're done with school, and like you're just gonna be like over with it. And you have like this whole new part of your job, like like where you have like a job, and mm-hmm. you have to move on with the family, and then you're gonna have like when you grow older, you're gonna be like a grandparent, and like that whole like life process itself is terrifying. I totally agree with you, and I definitely felt that way when I graduated from high school and college, too. Um, especially with high school, because, you know, you are still very much in that environment with your parents and your mm-hmm. family and all that sort of things. Um, but something that I think I really greatly appreciated when I left high school and just, like, left, like, you know, that, that space with your family, is you start to learn more about you and what you're interested in. Yeah. And, um, and I think that, that that needs to be... That structure is so important to have in the first 18 years of your life. So I, I'm very, very grateful for that. But a lot of it is connected to peer pressure, right? Yeah. So when I was in high school, I went to a very small high school. I went to a private high school. I graduated 40 students. So that was my wow. graduating class. And so if you weren't in a sport, like, you weren't cool. Like that was just like a known thing. And that was the best way to make friends. And I played tennis all four years. And I enjoyed tennis, but I was no like, superstar, I was not obsessed with the sport, but I felt like I needed to be part of it. And then I joined soccer at one point. I was not interested in soccer, but all my friends were interested in soccer, so I felt obligated to do it. Mm-hmm. So I was doing all these things that, you know, society was telling me that I should be interested in, that when I went to college, I started to learn, like, what food do I like to eat? What interests do I like to do? What mm-hmm. am I passionate about? And I started to dive into poetry. I started to dive into... Um, more leadership positions and just all these little little things that you know when you build them up over the years you start to realize okay this is who I am and this yeah. is who I feel confident in being so I think you know it getting to know who you are is like a lifelong process but mm-hmm. so much of that happened between when you graduate from high school and I see now I'm 27 years old right now and I'm still learning more about who I am and what mm. I want to do with my life and I think that's just the beauty of it like you keep learning more and more about who you are and who you want to be yeah no exactly so speaking of um oh sorry <laughs> the next question is how did you come up with the idea of a caffeinated daisy <laughs> I, I saw this question I was thinking like I'm very proud of that name. I just, it, it just came, I honestly just came to mind. I hate to be cliche and not give any secret. There's really no secret to it. Um, I was just thinking about like, who I am as a person and who I want to give off and um, what I'm trying to present myself as. And I don't really see a lot of daisies, especially in like, the coffee, um, coffee TikTok, if you will. So I really wanted to make that like an unknown thing. Yeah. And I wanted to know it's easy to follow too. I'm not sure if caffeinated is the easiest way to spell it. I've seen it misspelled <laughs> whenever people try to tag me. It's like, oh no, like, did I use like, the wrong one? But no, I, I really like it and I'm mm-hmm. very, very proud of that name. Um, but I wish I could give some secret to it. I don't have any secrets. <laughs> like a cute name. story or something. <laughs> yeah. No, but I like your account a lot. It's really me like, too. outgoing and like your coffee and everything. You're like a true coffee drinker, I swear. Like, give me some good coffee drinks. I need some because <laughs> I never know what to get. I'm at the point where I'm just scared and I'm like, I'll just go with the easiest thing ever. But mm. I just call it a day and I just leave. And I'm like, okay, that's it. So, like, yeah. you have an outgoing personality in your account. Like, I always I love it. Yeah. I love people have this positive, like, talk in it. And they also like, don't, like, have this negative, like, tone. It's always like welcoming to people to watch, and I love that in like content. That's like always something I was like, oh my god, this person is like so outgoing, 
it's so weird to me because like i saw i see your videos for months and then last week i'm watching your videos and now we're like talking that's so weird to me but like i love watching your videos they make me so happy when it comes up on my for you page i'm like oh what is she making today and like when i love coffee like i would call myself an addict because like i shake if i don't have my iced coffee every day but like i know nothing about it like i'll just mix together random syrups and i'll be like oh that tastes good i'll just have it <laughs> and that's the best way to start. Like, yeah. Honestly, the best way to start. Um, also, thank you so much for your kind <laughs> work. That really means so much to me. You know, when I started this account, it wasn't, I didn't really mean to have a platform. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what a lot of people on TikTok usually, yeah. usually happen. They don't mean to create a platform of any sort. Um, but that really does mean so, so, so much to me. And, like, I just really, really greatly appreciate it. Um <laughs> But yeah, I think that's the best way to start coffee. I think that's, that's the best way to start any sort of interest or hobby that you have, which is mm-hmm. start small and like figure out what you like along the way. Um, you're not supposed to be an expert at it by any means. I'm definitely not an expert <laughs> at it. I just really enjoy I like enjoy the art of coffee, and I think that's like, the best beverage, in my opinion, obviously biased opinion. I agree. To uh, just like learn more about mm-hmm. and to share with people too. So, how has living in North Carolina affected your personality? And if you ever go like west, do you have culture shock, or like are things different? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, so, growing up in North Carolina, I just think North Carolina is filled with so many small and majestic towns. I mean, you've got everything that you want in North Carolina. You got mm-hmm. the mountains. You got the beach. You got just like the mainland. You've got like just anything you want. You want country, you have country. You want city, you have city. It's just it has everything that you want there. And I um, really appreciated just growing up there. And because it's filled with so many small towns, mm-hmm. I just knew it was exactly what I needed. I don't think I would have thrived in a space with a lot of people in it. Mm-hmm. So um, this is why I had such a lovely high school experience with um, just my small class. And I really enjoyed that. Um, and it is very much part of the South, and you know, the South always seems to have like tough experiences. Of, you know, do you have conversations with people who think like you, and you have conversations with people who don't think like you? And I'm very much somebody who always looks for the silver lining in situations. So when I do talk to people who think differently from me, I just take it as an opportunity to challenge myself and mm-hmm. to think more critically and to be a more compassionate individual and. Um, also helps me to be more grounded in who I am and my values and so on. So, love my experience in North Carolina. I um, definitely hope to go back there one day just to settle. Um, as far as like going out west and getting culture shock, um, so my entire dad's out of family lived in California. So I grew up going to California every year and I'm very um, familiar with like the culture there. Um, I don't think there's so much of a culture shock. I think just the East Coast is very much go, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And then we have the West Coast, which is very like, laid back yeah. and part about coffee, I guess. So <laughs> that's the answer, but I don't think I'm a laid back person. Um, but it's very much laid back, very, you know, in the moment. And which I think, you know, you can also be in the moment on the East Coast, but it's just happy, go lucky, go with the flow yeah. and vibe in California side. And 
the weather is beautiful mm-hmm. out west. I mean, I went from like North Carolina to Georgia to Boston, and humidity is everywhere. Right? <laughs> so, like, humidity just seems to not be a thing in California. Mm-hmm. So, I very much um, appreciate that. I, I really don't think I've experienced much of a culture shock there. I mean, yeah. um, you know, I'm an Indian, and whenever I go out to California, I just see so many more Indians yeah. than I do on the East Coast, which is why it's like such a familiar area to me. Mm-hmm. So I I think if anything, you just feel um, more seen out yeah. there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to like visit. I need to go back to California at some point. I haven't been there so long. Come visit us. We'd love to have you. <laughs> yeah, we both live in California. <laughs> Yeah. I'm yeah. <laughs> um, LA. Yeah, South. Amazing. I've actually never been to Southern California. Wait, that's true. No, I was in San Diego. Um, <laughs> but, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. I kind of like agree. I kind of agree slash disagree. I'm was born in Chicago, but my family moved here when I was like eight. So like by the time I graduate or whatever, and I plan to go to school here, I'm basically from California. And I always say that like I'm from LA. Iced coffee's practically a personality trait at this point. Like everyone just <laughs> drinks it out here, and that's just like a thing. And I feel like people just have like such a way about California. Either you see it like all blondes and like the beach and like yoga or whatever or like everybody's hippie or like high like there's just two different ways you can see it and like all my cousins are from like Georgia that sort of area and it's like when I talk they're like why do you sound like that like you sound so weird and I'm like I just talk the way I talk like I don't think it's changed since I've moved I wouldn't really know but yeah I mean I like it here like I before when I moved here I was totally against it like I was like I miss the snow I miss being close to family like I was to- and I was also really weirded out because like I would see people wear like Uggs and shorts and I'd be like they're weather confused like what is going on why are people dressed like that but like now I do the same thing like I'll wear a hoodie and shorts and I'm like I'm officially a local now <laughs> That's one thing I've noticed about California too, in comparison to the East Coast, mm-hmm. it they don't have full seasons. No, and we don't have that. We moved to Boston um, a couple of years ago, and you know, even between Boston and North Carolina, there's a significant like weather difference, yeah. right? What I appreciate about Boston is that there's full season. Yeah, full I miss that. Mm-hmm. Full experience of winter, the full experience of spring, and summer in Boston is absolutely amazing. But you feel that transition, mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily feel that way in California. it's just 75 all year round like when people ask me to describe the weather it's like it was literally christmas like two years ago and it was like 95 degrees and i'm like like there's no concept of weather here it's just always 75 and above but the weirdest thing is because we are a desert it's like 60 in the morning or like 50 so like wear a hoodie and then by the time it's like one you're sweating so it's like there's no way to be prepared for the weather here Exactly. Um, for me, I was actually born in California, so I didn't really move anywhere. I was like born and raised in California itself. But my parents, they actually lived in North Carolina for a while, and they had like the like the biggest like culture shock. I feel like because in North Carolina, it was always like really snowy at one point. Like in the winter, it's always like snowy, and like there's like piles of piles of snow. And my mom always used to tell me like, I used to shovel the snow and all snow. I used to like go layers and layers, and it took hours to clean that. And I'm like. I wouldn't know. I've never seen like snowfall. Like I've seen snow, mm-hmm. but I've never seen snowfall or like had like a yeah. moment with the snow. So I'm like, I wouldn't know. I just always live in the sunny side, literally. 
Come to Boston in February. Yeah. You'll be football. It's my dream to go to the East Coast. Like, I really want to go to the East Coast because I've never seen, like, anything on there. Like, the only parts I've seen is always the sunny side, hot. <laughs> I went to Utah, like, a couple times, but Utah isn't, like, as cold, mm-hmm. I say, because I'm going to summertime. So it's more, like, hot. But I always want to go to the East Coast. East Coast is, like, a whole different range. It's a whole like, different like vibe. You said, it's fast paced. It is so fast paced. Mm-hmm. Everyone goes, like, on, like, a schedule. They're like, okay, if you don't meet the time, we're, like, out. And then I'm like, oh my God, there's so much stress for me. And I'm here in California. It goes so slow. We're just like, vibing. I'm at 1. And then they come at, like, one thirty, And they're like, hey, I see you. <laughs> so slow. I mean, I guess it's kind of, like, the culture shock, like you said. It's kind of just, like, the difference there is from the East Coast. Because, like, mm-hmm. I think that's where, like, more business is. And like, okay, you have to go on a pace. You have to go metros and, like, all these different yeah. things. And, like, my only knowledge, honestly, about the East Coast is New York, which is probably super sad. It's, like, so sad. Why is New York sad? No, because, like, the only visual I have is New York. Like, no one on the East Coast. The visual is, like, okay, New York is, like, the only definition of East Coast. Mm -hmm. And, like, the West Coast, like, the only definition is California. And I don't know if that's what it showed, or if it's just, like, that's just the highlights of the part. Yeah. I can do that. I blame on I blame that on the media. Yeah, it's all the TV shows. Just like West Coast, you think California, East Coast, you think New York. Yeah. Yeah, I promise you, there's more to the East Coast than just New York. New York is a wonderful place to be, mm-hmm. but there's also other parts, other magical gems on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah. So. I am so gonna go visit that one. So previously, you have said you have a job. Is this something you are passionate about, and you pursue TikTok? Or would you pursue it as a full-time or just keep it as a hobby? So I work in clinical operations for a global health social justice nonprofit called Partners in Health. And um, I've been there for about two and a half years. And so I started TikTok in, I think, November of 2020. So I've only been at it for six or seven months. Um, but when I started TikTok, like I said, I didn't mean to have a platform. It was I didn't even understand how TikTok worked. <laughs> I was so confused. Like, what is what are these comments? What are the views? Like, what does it mean? What does duet mean? Like, all this sort of stuff. Because like millions of people across the globe, I downloaded TikTok because of the pandemic and because I was bored. And it never ever crossed my mind to post any video on TikTok ever. And I mean, I kept downloading, deleting, re-downloading, <laughs> deleting, because it, it, you know, it's a time-sucking machine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I, I for now, I see TikTok being as a hobby for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always wary about monetizing hobbies. You know, yeah. I think you know, if, if it's a hobby, if it's something that brings you joy, then you should absolutely revel in it. But I think the minute that you attach it to money is when you start to lose interest in it because then it becomes a job and which has been great for so many people I know a lot of people have turned it into a full-time job mm-hmm. um, but for me it really is about building community it is about uh, just sharing my joy for coffee and amongst other things too so I think I, I worry about turning it into like a commodifying it and um, making it like a revenue generating thing yeah. for myself at the moment but it could always change but i think right now i'm happy with where i'm at and the community i've built yeah no um i know that um tiktok i mean i said this like so many times tiktok audience is such a great community itself because mm-hmm. like they always hype people up and like 
I wish I was one of the other previous speakers that we had. Um, they all like the weirdest videos possible, like the weirdest videos. You get like up to a million likes, and I love that because it's just it's not like about popularity or it's not like a celebrity is getting them. It's like literally anyone anywhere in the world can get up to like so many like millions and millions yeah. of views, millions and likes, and it's just like it's not discriminating against a specific person. Which I personally, I'm like, like that's so many reasons why I love TikTok in the first yeah. place. Like it's so open. There's no gender like barriers. Um, there's no yeah. like age barriers. It's all like free to do whatever you want, post whatever content you want, and there's always someone like one or two people are probably going to be criticizing your content. But there's like a million of others to like help you with that, to like boost you, or hype you up, saying you're doing great. I love your content. Yeah. That's really motivational, and like yeah. it's honestly awesome. And I'm sure you have a bunch of fans. Clearly, I mean, I know we are personally yeah. Because like your coffee and like. And there's like a lot of hate too. I know that because a lot of people. There's some people always find something like the weirdest things out of it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't like the way you talk, or like I don't like the way you walk, or like there's always some weird person is coming in and discriminating against someone. But like I said, there's always someone else to make up for it. They'll always come hype you up and make you yeah. feel better. And they always just like there's not that much negativity on TikTok itself now. Like, yeah. I feel like that is improved over the past. Like in the beginning, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of negativity. There's been so much like hate going on. Mm-hmm. But later on, it like improved now. There's more positivity they're spreading and i love how people use it as a platform to raise awareness of the things going on in the world now yeah. like the Palestine issue many people are using their platforms to explain what's going on how to stop the thing going on mm-hmm. what to do and i love the way that it's like expanding right now yeah i feel like tiktok everyone downloaded as a joke and now it's just become something where everyone can use it to like explore their opinions and what they believe in and this and that and i just love the side where all these content creators like yourself are just putting out whatever they feel like like just showing them making their coffee or getting ready for the day or just like randomly talking like i love those videos where they're just like sitting and they're just sharing their random opinions and i'm like dying laughing because it's hilarious and it's like it doesn't feel like pressurized or like all sort of like you know how like youtube in the beginning was very like filmed and like there were scripts and all of that this is just real people sharing what they like and i love that side of tiktok because it's like every like joseph said everyone has an equal chance everyone has a shot at doing whatever they want to do if you want to become famous you have that shot if you just want to share your funny videos with your friends you can do that too like everyone can just do whatever they want and i agree i haven't seen any negative comments in a long long time like there has been so many videos where i click on the comments and there's nothing bad to be said about anyone and i'm so happy that it's become somewhere where like everyone's just hyping each other up and i love that i love when i like leave comments on somebody's post being like you look amazing that's so good i love your music like i just love that it's and i discover so many things on there like i'll discover like thrifting tips or like new music i absolutely love just like all the content on there and it's like that it's become this sort of platform that like i know people made fun of it in the beginning and my mom's like they're corrupting you krishna like she'll always tell me that and i'm like okay but i think of it as like this happy place like everyone is just free to do whatever pleases them and i love that about it no me too i echo everything that you both said. Mm-hmm. I think another thing that I've noticed in comparison to Instagram, TikTok mm-hmm. definitely does not have as many hate comments and I feel like yeah. with a lot of freedom to be exactly who you want to be, you know, mm-hmm. show up authentically as you want to show up. 
when it's like through like Instagram and other um, social media apps, it has to be like curated in a certain way or in a way that you would feel confident in posting and all these things. But I think just analyzing that is very interesting to me. And now when I think about TikTok, I'm like, I, not just for myself, but mm-hmm. can I imagine a world without TikTok, you know, entering this place, you know? Yeah. Because I just think about all the lives have been changed and like all all the businesses that have just grown exponentially yeah. because of TikTok. I love seeing small businesses just absolutely thrive because of this platform. And I mean, I think it's a remarkable platform and a remarkable algorithm. Oh, wow, it's a little freaky, but you know, I still appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, once in a while there's like a weird video and you're like, I don't know how that got there, but we'll just keep scrolling. <laughs> so speaking of TikTok, what inspired you to start making videos and is it an outlet for you, especially in this time? So I started making videos in November, right? So I was trying to perfect the perfect latte. <laughs> and I would just like send these videos to my friends via Snapchat. Mm-hmm. and you know my friend I loved them all and like they were hyping me up left and right then it got to the point where my anxiety told me that see that your friend don't want to watch these snapchats of you making coffee you, you just just stop like sending it no one told me this it was just my brain that told me this <laughs> and so I started thinking okay maybe I could just do TikTok like I said I just didn't understand how TikTok worked mm-hmm. so I didn't and, like all I knew was I wanted there to be subtitles in it. That's all I knew. Didn't know there was filters. You can put filters on Instagram. TikTok, like that, what? Didn't know about that. So I just put it all together and I just always look back to my first video, or I think it was my third video that I actually took it seriously in terms of um, sharing coffee. And my editing was so bad. <laughs> it's so, so bad. And I was like, what, what were you doing? Did you not realize you made this mistake? Uh, but yeah, no, it was it's purely an outlet for me, and mm-hmm. like I said, I genuinely enjoy learning the art of coffee and how to make different types of coffee at home, and also support small businesses and learn more yeah. about like what kind of coffee they make. And uh, I think just the art of coffee making is so so cool, and I wanted to dive more into it. So why not just share with other people? And um, it was really it's really nice to see that other people also enjoy it too and I've made so yeah. many friends through it and I really really enjoy that piece of it too and of course I've met you both and I think it's just a neat experience seeing yeah. the power of just a coffee community too no that's awesome I like you said I love small supporting small businesses because mm-hmm. small businesses like they grow so much over TikTok itself like there's so many businesses that are just like there and then now they're like having like millions of followers millions of like people like buying from them and it's the way that they grow is amazing and like coffee businesses are like the best honestly because you try different different varieties of things yeah and this is like oh my god i never even knew this existed till you try it and you're like i need this in my life i can't imagine my life without it it comes to that point yeah so moving on so summer is coming up so like there's a hot girl summer thing going on hot girl summer Any big exciting summer plans you have to share with our followers? Are you looking forward to anything? I'm so happy that summer is here. You know, I think we all have spent the mm-hmm. last like year and a half just like staying inside and doing our part to minimize this virus. And you know, majority of our country are getting vaccinated or is vaccinated. And going into this summer, I 
love summer in New England. Like summer in New England is just like the most beautiful and like relaxing time. And you know, I spent summers in North Carolina and Georgia. No hate to those states, love them dearly. But it is so hot and so humid, and you just don't want to stand outside for more than like five minutes. So just being outside in New England, it's just like the perfect weather and get the right amount of breeze and everything. So um, I'm happy to be here and. I think for my summer plans, I want to explore more the Northeast. That was my plan right before COVID hit last year. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't something I was able to do, obviously. And so um, I want to take trips up to Vermont and New Hampshire and Maine and Connecticut and just really explore these states in the way that I wasn't able to last year. And um, what else am I doing? I'm going to go to New York to celebrate my best friend's birthday. And that'll be really exciting. And really to just be present with myself being here. And I think just to spend as much time as possible outside. That is like my biggest priority this summer. And I think that's truly me embodying hot girl summer. Mm-hmm. I can hear. Yeah, I can't wait for the summer. I mean, I can't really think about the summer yet because I have finals tomorrow and Tuesday. (laughs) Joseph and I both do. So that kind of sucks. But like after that's done, there's still a couple of things. But I'm just thinking next week, next week summer starts and then we are good to go. I'm just waiting for next Monday. Like that is when it starts. I absolutely can't wait for summer because like last year summer honestly sucked so bad. Like I don't even remember one fun thing that I did. Like, I can't even remember anything fun that I did last summer. And I'm just, I'm so excited to, like, like you said, go outside and just, like, be present and do whatever I feel like. Just, like, it's summer. It's time to have fun. It's time to go do things. Especially, I got my second shot yesterday. So, like, it's time to go have fun for summer. Everybody get vaccinated. I hope, yeah, please. I hope this is going to be a fun summer and I can't wait. No, yeah, summer last year was, like, a bum. Like, I yeah. sat the whole time. And now summer birthday would suck so bad because you have to be at home. The highlight of my summer was probably, like, my surprise birthday party. Yeah. That was the only thing I had with, like, five people outside of my house <laughs> sitting with six feet distance, holding a bag, and being like, hi, and a smile, and then leaving. I remember like, that. <laughs> and it sounds so sad saying it now because that was my highlight of my whole entire summer, standing with, like, six feet distance with, like, five people and being like this. So I was like, okay, but yeah. it was still something I feel like I had, like, a bit of fun with. Mm-hmm. But I hope this one was, like, way better and all. Like, I yeah. need to interact with people, go places, and not, like, spread so much of the COVID because it has minimized a bit. Mm-hmm. But, like, still be safe for everyone. Like, it's not saying, like, go have a party, go, like, throw over the roof and all. Like, still maintain distance, be safe. COVID is still there and all. Like, in our previous episode, we talked about how it's decreasing, which is, woo, go for COVID. Yay. <laughs> But it's still there, so I mean, it's not like that worry that, okay, what, I'm going to get it. Mm -hmm. But I'm also getting my second dose this Wednesday. So hopefully that protects me and protects others. Yeah. But it just doesn't matter. It's just, like, being safe, I guess, at this point. Yeah. Exactly. We want a safe, healthy, and hot government. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All of those. All of those three things. (laughs) Um, so, kind of on a heavier note, do you have, like, the biggest challenge you've ever had to overcome? Hmm, biggest challenge I've ever had to overcome? There's so many things that could go with that question. Um, <laughs> so, I, I think, you know, my 27 years of life, 
Um, I, you know, lived in three states, and so I think a lot about, um, I did my undergrad in North Carolina, so I don't really feel like I had that um, time and space to, like, really truly be independent, because I feel like when you're in college, at least, like, you know, I went to college 45 minutes from my hometown, so mm-hmm. it was still very much, like, still, like, living at home, but, like, not living at home because I was on campus, but, um, I, when I moved to Georgia, that was like a huge moment of growth for me, just mm-hmm. being able to really fend for myself and like, you know, we just talked about earlier in this conversation, um, figuring out what do I like to eat, what am I interested in, what do I want to use all this extra time that I have, yeah. um, you know, and just all these little, little things all the way down to like, do I schedule my doctor's appointment? <laughs> Do I have everything up to date? Like my taxes, all these things that um, you have to start thinking about for yourself. And which I was able to like do that fully on my own um, in grad school. And then, you know, of course, moving to Boston was a huge moment of growth for me as well, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially in terms of weather. <laughs> I thought I was going to be fun. Like, I love the cold, by the way. I'm a mm-hmm. big fan of winter. Love summer in New England, but I'm also just a huge fan of summer, of winter and just experiencing like, the fullness of both fall and winter mm-hmm. and the snow and everything. I love it. But I think it was still a culture shock for me yeah. and just the way people, um, you know, move through the world here and mm-hmm. also the weather. So just having those experiences really helps you grow as a person and you learn to learn more about yourself. And as I've shared on my TikTok before, I was born with congenital bilateral hearing loss. And so with that comes another layer of a challenge, if you will. But I also want to recognize that that isn't a challenge for me, per se, because I was born with it. And so that this is like kind of like the only way or life I've ever known. So it's just another part that I have to like navigate through the world in terms of communication and getting the thing that I need yeah. you know so much of like what we need is to call up somebody right <laughs> and so whenever I have a conversation over the phone that's a huge challenge for me because that is the norm in society to just call if you ever have trouble and mm-hmm. to, to deviate towards like emailing and texting is not readily accessible yeah and so I would say that has been a challenge in terms of navigating courses and classes and um the work atmosphere and mm-hmm. really challenging me to speak up for myself and to advocate for myself and for my needs so that would definitely be one of the challenges and i think that just came with leaving the community that you grew up with right because mm-hmm. you know i grew up with the same community in north carolina for at least 20 years so i never had to explain myself i never had yeah. to be like oh i'm sorry like, i'm hard of hearing can you repeat that and, or I didn't even have to say any of that, right? It was just a known thing when you are in this community that had known you for your whole life. So when you make moves to, like in my case, moving to Georgia and then moving to Boston, you have to re-identify yourself and yeah. re-identify uh, what you need and mm-hmm. how you need those things, right? Yeah. In some places, like, I've had friends who've never met a deaf person before and never knew how to navigate friendships like that or relationships like that so I think that has helped me get a better understanding of who I am mm-hmm. and so I'm really grateful for those experiences because I think if I had just stayed in the same place for the you know, majority of my 20s then I would have really struggled to speak up for myself 
Yeah. I would say those would be um, the challenges, but challenges I'm so, so grateful that I had. No, yeah, um, I know that, like you said, like the community that you had in North Carolina, like how they understood you, I feel like the community shapes the way you become as a person in a way, too. Yeah. Because, like, the amount of support you get from them and the way that they talk to you, it helps you, like, build up this confidence, helps you build up this personality, and when you go out to people, and then you talk a certain way because that's how your family has told you to be. And that can be beneficial, like you said, but it can also be kind of, like, hurting at the same time. It just depends, like, yeah. in a way, like, beneficial, it's like, okay, you have that confidence in you. But then it also strikes you, like, okay, maybe they're only telling me that because they're my family, or mm-hmm. only they're telling me that because they know me, not because they want to hurt my feelings, like, they don't want to tell me the truth and all. But, like, to know that you had that support and you had that, like, feeling that people are there for you and understanding you is, like, a whole other level, and I'm glad that you had that because not a lot of people have that feeling, not yeah. a lot of people have that that they want mm-hmm. they have to fight for that support they have to go find that support somewhere but to have it with you at that moment or wherever you are is like a whole nother level of like happiness you have and confidence yeah so the next question is out of all the drinks that you have made which one has got to be your favorite cool I've made so many fun drinks over the last, like, six or seven months. The one that keeps coming to mind, I wish I had a real name for it, but it's the layered drink. And somebody um, called it, like, the candy corn drink. Because mm. so in the video, it's me putting milk at the bottom. And then milk at the bottom. So I would froth the milk and then taking a spoon and pouring the espresso over the back of the spoon mm. to where it creates a layered effect. It is so beautiful. It tastes delicious, no doubt. But I, I like it mostly because the, the aesthetic of it is <laughs> so, so beautiful and so creative. Mm. I think Ca- no, Caffeine Nation, the amazing coffee account, um, shared that, that um, secret. I was like, wait. This is so cool. It's not like you need a big device to like make the yeah. drink. You literally use what's in your kitchen, a spoon, and it's, it's my favorite drink. I absolutely love it. Speaking of, what has influenced you to like coffee as much as you do? Well, I think it's funny how everyone on TikTok thinks I'm like a coffee addict. <laughs> I drink one coffee a day. Mm-hmm. I will go days without drinking coffee. I think with coffee, I really just appreciate how it's, you can do so many different things with it. Yeah. And it's so versatile and you can make it to where, like, if if you don't really like the taste of coffee, you can, like, diminish that. Mm -hmm. Or if you don't like the way coffee makes you feel, you can have decaf and kind of, like, go down that route and see which one you like. Mm -hmm. So it's just so versatile and you can do so many things with it. Yeah. So I think with coffee for me, um, so I always love sharing this story because it makes me laugh and smile at the same time. So when I was in high school, my 11th grade year, I discovered Red Bull or energy <laughs> drinks, if you will. And it, I had a problem with it. Like, I oh, no. loved Red Bull. Like, I the taste of it. And I don't know who introduced me to it or how I got into it, but I just really loved it to the point where I stocked up the mini fridge in my room with <laughs> just a bowl. Oh, and wow. I, I think my parents knew about it, but mm-hmm. they didn't say anything. I, I don't know. Um, I think Energy Drink was still, like, making its way into yeah. uh, the world. And so I was drinking it pretty regularly. 
And I was also a very stressed out high school student, like many high school <laughs> students. And I had a pre-calculus final the next day. Oh, no. And I was not very good at math in high school, and nor did I enjoy math. But same, I had the pre-calculus final, and it was very, very important to me to pass it. But I didn't understand a lot of things on it. So I pulled an all-nighter. And I thought, in order to pull an all-nighter, I had to drink not one, but two. Oh, my God. And I, like, I didn't even just sip on it. I chugged the Red Bulls. And about not even an hour later, I'm just having an out-of-body experience and freaking out. <gasps> no. And I'm just, I'm like shaking, but I also didn't understand what was happening to my body. Uh-huh. So I like went to my mom and I'm like crying. I don't know what's happening to me. I have a pre-calculation final tomorrow. And she's just like holding me and then my dad is looking at me. I'm like, they both knew it was because of the energy drinks. I didn't have the understanding. I just thought that that Red Bull would just like help me like study better. I don't know. <laughs> uh, then, you know, the whole all those feelings like subsided over time and um, my dad said you know you need to stop drinking <laughs> and you need to start drinking coffee if that's something that you you know need to keep yourself awake mm-hmm. and i just like, never really cared about coffee it was like well it's always been like a thing that my dad drinks like mm-hmm. five times a day <laughs> and so he made his first cup of coffee for me and i think my dad the way he makes his coffee is phenomenal like I can never wow. get it to the way that he gets it uh-huh. and and I was home um, in North Carolina with my parents for um, the last year if you will and um, I always look forward to having my dad make coffee for me because she just had the right amount of sugar the yeah. right amount of milk the right amount of coffee he's very much like it needs to be two cups of this and one group of this and I, I appreciate it <laughs> so yeah my dad is the one who got me into it yeah. and Ever since then, I've just like learned a lot about creamers and different types of coffee, dark roast, medium roast, and um, just just the kind of coffee that I like for myself. Mm-hmm. And so, just one thing led to another, and I really just enjoy having coffee once a day. And then I started learning about iced coffee, and I'm like, wow, mm. this this is a game changer. Iced coffee is <laughs> you know? better, in my opinion. <laughs> so, wait a second, my parents to this day don't understand iced coffee. They're like, mm, coffee I need to be hot. I'm like, you know, kind of, it's a different level out here. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah feel, that, that's how I got into coffee. Me and my brother both blame our obsession with coffee on my mom. Like, she's been drinking it since, like, she was 17, and I've been drinking it for, like, two years now, and I'm only 15. Like, I'm literally obsessed. And, like, my brother goes to Starbucks practically every day, and I have an iced coffee every single day. And I didn't even realize that, like, I was making an iced coffee for myself, like, every day. And then my mom was like, like, I use a specific glass, and she'll, like, find out. She'll be like, why? that in the dish rack and I'd be like I didn't have coffee like I found myself lying about it like the frother would be in the dish rack and she'd be like you had coffee today didn't you and I'd be like no no I didn't drink anything today he was like stop you need to stop hydrate enough you can have exactly exactly hydrate before you caffeinate that's the most important thing yeah yeah I don't have to say Indian parent thing, but like my parents are like obsessed with coffee. Like they have at least two to three cups a day. Like mm-hmm. every dad at least, he would have at least two to three cups. And I have to make him coffee. He drinks it so strong. Mm-hmm. It amazes me. Like if I drink Same. coffee, I want the light side person. Like I'll be like one spoon, 
more sugar, make it kind of sweet, and I drink it. But my dad, he does like three spoons of coffee, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't, I, I can't. That's so bitter. And I tried it once, and I felt like my soul left my body a bit. That was so bitter. I was like, ah, no. Oh my god, I remember being little and like my mom would get Starbucks and she would put it in like the cup holder in the car And if she like left I would like be like ooh, I'm so bad. I'm gonna like drink it So I would drink it and it was disgusting Like my mom drinks like just straight black coffee Just only black coffee and now she'll like do like a splash of almond milk and on Saturdays It's her treat to do like a splash of heavy cream and I'll make it for her and I'll put a little bit more And she'll be like no, I can't drink it throw it away. And I'm like that's disgusting. I don't know how she drinks that it's literally gross like me i'll do like a shot of coffee and then like three cups of milk that's how i drink my coffee that one's just like too much coffee makes me nasty like the first time yeah. i ever had coffee without fast food and my mom ordered mocha and then i'm not supposed to drink coffee because i'm already short so my parents are like no you can't drink you're short enough and then like i sneak in a couple of seconds like, i need this i want to try it it's and good it was so good because i love mocha so like I need this to live. I need it. It's just a need. He's like, I don't care if you need coffee. You're not getting coffee. So, like, whenever I go out now, I have to sneak in that coffee or I can't even get it. Mm -hmm. It's so sad. I feel like everyone goes goes through periods of, like, different kinds of coffee that they like. Yeah. I just remember when I was starting out, I liked my coffee super sweet. Super sweet. Same. And I remember when I was in college, like I loved French vanilla coffee mate. Like mm-hmm. I would obsess with it. I would like, douse my coffee with it. And then it got to the point where I was having like too much of it that it just like made me feel sick. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I like need to take a break from it. And then from there, I would like, have straight black coffee for like, a few months. And mm-hmm. then I would get bored with it. And then I would try something different. So I don't even think I have like a type of coffee that I identify with because I just go through periods where I'm like. Yeah, it's just gonna be a straight black coffee day, or the next day will be like, I want the sweetest coffee out there. Yeah, I remember adding like way too much sugar to my iced coffee once, and I had like three sips, and I could feel my heart like beating super fast, and I was like, wait, I think I put too much sugar. Yeah. Yeah, it's like. I don't know. It just depends on the day, like, how I feel. I think as I've gotten older, I like the coffee flavor to come out more than, like, the creamer or the syrup or whatever. So, I don't know. I guess it just depends as I get older. Maybe when I'm, like, 25, I'll just be drinking straight black coffee. It changes. You, you might like it. You might mm-hmm. like it because, you know, our bodies change so much and yeah. over, like, you know, 10, 15 years. So I remember when I was your age, like, like 17, I was drinking, like, the most sugariest like, yeah. coffee, and I'm like, ooh, I, I just need to keep it simple, right? <laughs> um, so the past year, it's been COVID and everyone quarantined. And you can't leave the house and everything. So is there something that you've learned as a life lesson this past year while you're at home and quarantined by yourself? So I think the key word that you used was by yourself. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us have spent a lot of time alone. 
and yeah. quite inside but also alone and not everyone had had the privilege of living with roommates or living with family or living with a partner and you know I had my moment where I was living alone and then I spent a lot of my time in COVID uh, pandemic with my family which I'm so so grateful I had that time but at the same time you're still navigating through it alone because so much of what you were looking forward to didn't happen, right? Yeah. So many of these life events that you were looking forward to didn't come through for obvious reasons. So I think one of the biggest things I've learned is to, this feels kind of really cliche, but to literally be your best friend. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that I consistently see on TikTok, um, or at least in my comment section of like, how are you so positive? Like, I wish I had your energy and all that sort of stuff. Like, how did you get the self-esteem that you have today? And, you know, I can always work on my self-esteem because there's always room for improvement. But I think the biggest thing is to show up for yourself and be your own best friend. And um, I actually, like, do have a quote that I want to share. And I actually left it out for this conversation. Um, this is from the book, uh, oh my gosh, why do I not remember the name of this book? It's a book by Jen Sincera. And there's a line in it where it's like, if you're not where you want to be in life, keep going. Treat yourself like you're the closest friend you've got. Celebrate the magnificent creature that you are. Don't let anyone mess with you in your dream, least of all yourself. Your life is happening right now. Do not snooze and lose. Love yourself while you still got the chance. And I think that's so, so important because you know, I know like we've all been so disappointed by all the things that haven't happened in the last year. Mm-hmm. But like, we still have ourselves, right? We still have to show up and yeah. you know, be and come through for the promises that we wanted for ourselves. And yeah. I think that's been like the biggest lesson that I've learned in this last year because I if I wanna go and make a wonderful dish for myself, I can do that myself. Just go get groceries, right? Like if I wanna take myself on a date, I can totally do that. Go to a park and bring a journal or whatever. There's so many things that we forget that we can do for ourselves. And I think the yeah. more I've done that in the last year, the more I've realized like I truly am my best friend. I truly can show up for myself. And I think that's truly been one of the most beautiful lessons I've learned mm-hmm. in this past year. So I'm gonna kind of combine two questions. So how has growing up Daisy affected the way you are now? And would you would you share that advice with like Daisy kids our age? Oh, do you mind repeating that question? Oh, how has being Daisy affected the way you are now? Growing up. Oh, wait, I like that. Um, I think one of the biggest things I can offer to Daisy who are younger than me it's to really honor where you came from. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that I didn't do as much when I was younger because I think, you know, with peer pressure and just like the way the world was in the early 2000s for me, um, it's so different in the way the world happens right now. Mm-hmm. But I think honor where you came from, listen to the stories that your family has. There's so many stories there that are rooted in so much pride and pain and joy and excitement that um, was for us, it meant for us, right? Because mm-hmm. so much of the things that our parents went through, like they don't want that to happen to us. They want like another mm-hmm. better life for us. Um, and of course, I'm talking. You know, my parents are. I'm a daughter of immigrants, and so I think a lot about that and like what my life could have been like if I had not immigrated to the United States and been given the um, 
the right and the healthcare that I've gotten because I needed that healthcare for myself as a person with mm. um, hearing loss. And so I just think a lot about like what it would have looked like differently. And I think the decision my parents made had been a tremendous effect on my life in a very positive way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, honor where you came from, be proud to show up your culture and who you are. And if you speak, you know, the, um, the language of your parents and um, where you came from, then be proud of that because, you know, that's the best thing that we have to share, right? We want to continue that legacy and continue to share those things that make up the very best parts of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's a that's a great note, actually, to end the episode. Yeah, that would so, be great. It's time to wrap it up. So thank you guys so much for joining us today. And as always, we had a blast. Be for sure to follow us on all of our social medias, including at American Born Confused AC with periods between each word and our personal accounts linked in the bio. Email us with any suggestions or feedback concerning our opinions and tell us who or what you would like us to talk about. We'd love to hear your input and become a part of our community. Um, so if you'd like to shout out to your platforms on TikTok and Instagram. Sure, yeah. I am Tita X Chandra on Instagram and a caffeinated Daisy on TikTok. Thank you so much for joining us today. We love you guys so much. Stay safe, have a great day, and be sure to tune in next week. Bye. Bye.